Welcome to the Social Ideas Podcast, brought to you by the Cambridge Centre for Social Innovation. This series looks through the lens of those striving for a better world. I'm Dr. Michelle Fava, Head of Knowledge Transfer for the Cambridge Centre for Social Innovation. The lesson is an independent documentary that explores how children in Germany grapple with the country's history, some for the first time. In this first episode, which discusses how German children in the town of Frondenburg are taught about the Holocaust, I asked the director, Elena Horn, what it was that motivated her to make the lesson. I'm from Germany, I'm coming from the Ruhr area, which is very much a working class uh, zone in Germany where there used to be the coal mines and only last year the last one closed. And um, also for this film, I went to film there in Frontenberg, where actually I went to school too. And um, the idea for the film came up when um, I met, uh, for the first time in my life, a Jewish person here in Cambridge. And uh, I was already 21 at that point, so I realized, gosh, I think most Germans will probably go through their education without ever having met a Jewish person. And we had a, a difficult encounter. We went for a party all together in a bigger group because I was visiting a friend and he, uh, out of uh, nowhere, at five o'clock in, in the morning in the rain, walking outside in the street, said to me, do you know, your grandparents killed my grandparents. This shocked me so much because I suddenly became a representation of something and him too. Of course he didn't know me or my family or my background or, and I didn't know him. But I thought, why is this so painful? Where I must have learned it somewhere. So I wanted to see how are we learning about the Second World War in school and um, go back to my old high school where I studied. Was that the first time that you really understood what happened in the Holocaust was at that age, at 14? Yes, that's where teachers. we, yes, that's yeah. where we learn uh, for the first time. And literally before, also we see that in the film there is Nazi, we understand it's a bad term, uh, but if you don't have older brothers or sisters who tell you about it, it's very unlikely that you're gonna have any depth knowledge. So um, also one girl in the, in the film said, well, Nazi, it's so, such a weird word for the German language. It is totally unconnected from her self-understanding of mm. being German. And uh, that's when this is starting to change. So I thought I'm going to Germany making a film about the establishment of this culture of guilt. But when I arrived and started filming, everything developed very differently. In the film you see that the children respond very differently to what they're learning through the classroom. So they visit different locations and they also enact different scenarios in the classroom. And as a, as a viewer watching the film, I felt I had an understanding of how those children should be responding, you know. Um, but then as the, as the film progresses, you see that actually they all have quite different ideas and they have different experiences outside of school as well. Talk us through a little bit the characters in the film and how their response differs. One girl that is called uh, Nele, for example, she 
she um, questions very much this idea of um, knowing Jewish people, having Jewish friends. She, she has not even ever seen a Jewish bakery, <laughs> she's saying. So um, she, was, uh, she said, oh, I, I'm imagining my, uh, I, I'm imagining, I'm imagining a concentration camp to look like an old people's home. Mm. Because that was the only place where she ever saw people being locked in a way. And I was shocked when she said that. She was already uh, 15 and a half uh, at that point. So later I went back and asked her, do you, do you remember that you said that when you were 15 and now you're 18, do you still think that way? And she said, yes, I think it's a, good, it's a correct thing to say. It is comparable to an old people's home. And um, there's another girl um, who is uh, part of the uh, famous class uh, where they're trying to reenact what it means to be an officer in a concentration camp, mm -hmm. to show what are the advantages, what are the great features of a concentration camp. Um, because, of course, what differs uh, from being German and non-German when you learn about the Holocaust is that you're part of the perpetrators. And um, so one technique that uh, one of the teachers employs is feel yourself also into the perpetrator, not only the victim. And um, uh, I was very surprised that he did that lesson, above all, with us being present with the camera. Did you feel that the children understood th that the real purpose of that lesson was to understand the motivations of the perpetrators of great atrocities? because when it's quite uncomfortable watching this moment in the film because you see some of the children really embracing the characters um, in a dramatic way. So what, what was your understanding of, of how the children understood the purpose of that task? I was questioning that too because um, this lesson was uh, two days before they would go to a concentration camp for the first time in their lives. Also the teacher the teacher had never been to a concentration camp at that point in his life. And um, they had never seen images, no moving images, a very few photos. Everything was based on plans, numbers, um, drawings of the infrastructure, the design of the terror. And that's why I think they are still at that age, I mean, they were 15, 16, that is not so young anymore, uh, really taking it uh, like a theatrical exercise. Mm. This girl in particular, uh, Nele, she's very troubled about what to think about the Second World War. We often think, oh, it's so clear. The roles are so clear. Uh, we know who, is, um, who are the heroes. We know who are the victims. We know who are the evil ones. But for her, it's not like that. She is insecure and unsure whom to believe, her teacher or her football coach who's telling her, look, this, uh, what you're learning there at school, it's propaganda of the Allies. Hitler wasn't ha didn't have bad intentions and um, you must not believe what you learn there at school. And um, she, is, uh, she doesn't know what to believe. She's saying, um, I don't want to think that way, I don't want to question it, but I'm, I'm not trusting anymore my teacher. So he lost his authority, in a way, to a football coach who is um, 
yeah, being very involved and expressive and convincing, apparently, in her eyes. In a way, we would want children to, to be critical about what they're learning in school and to question what their teachers are telling them. And one of the interesting things about the documentary is that it uses archival footage of schools from the 1930s in Germany to show children of a similar age being taught within the Nazi regime. And so, um, so in a sense, it's a positive thing for these children to have a critical attitude towards their teachers, but then what's, what's the real evidence that they can look to? Or what, what is it that, um, who can children turn to to understand what really happened when fewer and fewer people really have this within their living memory? Yes. Yeah. I think it is um, one of the biggest uh, problems within the German education system that it's uh, very sterile. It is not uh, using a proof in terms of images. It's, it's more textbook texts and try to imagine this. It's almost a part of a fantasy. You have to imagine uh, how it was when you were living in this neighborhood. Um, and um, we are using a terminology that is, uh, it's hard to imagine. It's, it's unimaginable brutal what they did or it is incredibly uh, evil but it's not incredible it's not unimaginable it, it is uh, explainable it has reasons it had a technique it had a um, we cannot uh, mystify it and, uh, and and take it like a it almost is a terminology of a fa fairy tale so I think that uh, what we also see in a film in the film where a survivor is coming to speak to the children and uh, shows this hard evidence. Um, her account of what happened to her is so crucial, but we are losing that. And so all the responsibility is going to go on the shoulder of the teachers because the parents, they lift up their hands and say, oh, you're learning this at school because maybe they're also not that well informed. They still want to suppress what happened in their own family. I mean, you have to imagine, uh, we were filming for four years, and at the end of these four years, for the first time, it came up that one of the, my protagonists had a great-grandfather who was a very high SS official. And even though I had asked for that um, and uh, inquired, it didn't come up, only after four years. And then uh, Lily was uh, asking the questions, and she's asking, what? Where am I similar? Superficially, of course, but also what is still inside of me that make this Holocaust happen? And uh, I remember this thinking as well from myself. Um, is, is the characteristics that I have maybe something that uh, allowed this to happen? And I still have this inside of me. For example, a, a big understanding of um, your yeah, like taking responsibility on board, being ready to take over responsibility, this kind of idea. Is it something that gave way to the Holocaust in, in, in some way? So yeah. this was, is very troubling, and I think um, that these children go through that process. Yes. It comes across strongly in the film the burden of responsibility that's felt by the teachers who teach this year on year, and it made me reflect on 
what's happening in, in the UK at the moment, which is that teachers, particularly at secondary school level, are being given more and more responsibility to handle topics with groups of this age. Um, for example, what does it mean to have a healthy relationship, sexuality, being made accountable um, teachers for also recently reporting children who are at risk of committing violent acts, for example, knife crime. And there's been um, quite a backlash from the teaching community. There's a lot of anger around this, not because those teachers feel that it's not important or they don't want to um, protect the children, but actually because they feel they're not adequately resourced to be able to do it well. And so the responsibility coupled with the inability to actually perform the job to the, um, to the extent that they would feel satisfied that they've, that they've done it appropriately can actually lead to a huge amount of anxiety for teachers and a lot of people are leaving the profession now and so the ones who are left with this responsibility within um, state schools or underperforming schools might tend to be younger teachers or you know newly qualified teachers who who are perhaps less well equipped to deal with this sort of thing so I, I wonder what were the experiences of the the teachers that you worked with during the making of the film you must have had a chance to get to know them a little bit yes um, we have uh, similar problems. We have a huge lack of teachers in Germany, so they end up teaching uh, subjects that they're not educated in. So you have, for example, a geology teacher who has to teach history, and he will not feel comfortable or confident, so he will like, go over it more superficially than somebody who would had actually studied this. There's an additional thing which is very um, uh, threatening actually for the teachers. For example, the Alternative for Germany, our um, rather right-wing party, is attacking uh, teachers and schools in particular with uh, means like uh, establishing an app where children can denounce their teachers if they don't teach neutrally about politics in the classroom. And uh, what this is doing is basically preparing a list of people who are uh, not conforming. And um, it leads to teachers being scared and avoiding the topic at all, just not to take the risk. And um, this, is just, uh, this is just one example. And this is techniques which are from the 1930s. <laughs> Yeah, so we have a situation where parents perhaps understand that teachers are going to handle the topic and so they, they leave it to them, whereas the teachers also feel they want to avoid the topic also. This actually creates the opportunity for children to learn about these matters from, from other sources beyond their parents or teachers who are perhaps more questionable. And above all, they are very eager. I mean, uh, when, the, uh, when I started filming, when the, uh, when the kids were 14 years old, they were eager to learn about it. They mm. said, when, when are we finally learning about Hitler? <laughs> you know, it, uh, uh, because it's, it feels like it's been held away from them until they can understand a little bit the bigger political context, the historical context. So they are really curious, they, they want to know. 
And if uh, you're pushing that back more and more and more, they will get their information from other sources. And uh, that might be uh, happen in the stadium, that might happen in the shooting club around the corner. Um, above all, in the, in the countryside where I'm from, we have, we have uh, structures and clubs uh, where um, this heritage is still very present. And um, what then often happens after they have satisfied this initial hunger, their curiosity, their positioning themselves, where would I have been? I have, I'm not perfectly blonde. Does that mean I would have been killed? I mean, we're talking about this way, uh, this kind of thinking. They want to know where would I have been if I had lived there. And if they go, uh, after they go on with the teaching, they, they say, oh my God, I've learned about this now for so long, and in religion mm. class, and in German class, and in history class, and uh, I can't hear it anymore. I'm bored because my knowledge is not expanding. I'm just repeating the same thing. Um, and, um, and so the kids start being very rejective. And they said, please leave me alone with this. I don't want to hear about it. And then we must also face the reality that a lot of, maybe 50% of all the students, they leave school at 16. It's not like they have, they do A-levels and they know what, uh, they have a, higher a bit higher education also in history. That's the last thing they learn. They go away with this frustration of being taught the same thing all the time. Um, and that's toxic. That was Elena Horn talking about her documentary, The Lesson. In episode two, Elena and I discuss the challenges of overcoming fear and apathy. You can follow the Cambridge Centre for Social Innovation on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and LinkedIn. Thank you.